Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to Outcomes the Sum podcast number eight. I think we're at eight. Uh, and uh, today is a is a great day. I'm here with my co-founder of the Mariel Hemingway Foundation, Melissa Yamaguchi. We are here uh, and we have an amazing guest who is a friend of mine. He's been a friend for a long time. Uh, his name is Patrick Porter, and he has created some ex an extraordinary technology. And when I say extraordinary, when it comes to the brain, when it comes to mental health and finding your balance, it's one of the tools that I am so excited to share with this audience and the world. And he's on a mission to actually change, you know, heal or change or balance or something. And he'll explain this in better detail. A billion brains, which I think is pretty flipping awesome. And he already has a hundred thousand people that are part of the bra bra brain tap community. And uh, anyway, we're just super excited to have you. And and uh, maybe you could just initially just explain to us what is brain tap? What is it doing? Well, what brain tap is doing is actually helping to regulate those neurotransmitters. And most people know that they're the ones that are taking the SSRIs there to help regulate serotonin, the, the feel good, the happy molecule that comes from the brain. But the reality is that our brain is the most powerful pharmacy. If we can start activating it, we can start changing our world in many different ways. So, but the problem is to activate that brain, we need to slow down get out of the stress response and get out of the worry, the fear. And when people try to meditate, unfortunately, most people, I was surprised to see there's a statistic that says only 5% of people who start meditating continue. That's a pretty scary thought. Wow. Uh, yeah, I was very fortunate to grow up with my father being a, a Silva method uh, meditation teacher. So I grew up with brain machines and teaching my brain. So what we did is we said, how can we use light, sound and vibration? to actually help someone get into that state where you don't have to learn 30 years of meditation to get to that deep state of relaxation, but you can just put it on, go for a ride, and you get the physiological benefits. So what I mean by that is a lot of times we're, when we're talking about mental wellness, a lot of times it's in our physiology, not just our psychology. You know, our body is not uh, producing. We all know people that started exercising, walking, and they started mm -hmm. to get a better mindset. And then we know people that got a better mindset, then they started exercising. So these two things, this physiology or our body has a lot to do with it. And we might call that gut health in, in some terms if we we're talking on a medical channel, you know, because if their gut's not right. So what we know is what happens in what biome, like a lot of people talk about the gut biome and mm -hmm. how it responds, but we have a brain biome. So when somebody says they have a leaky gut, interesting. it seems to be uh, the biggest thing. We now know they have a leaky brain. And that has to do with wow. not sleeping well. So we, we focus on sleeping better, performing better, and thinking better. Those are the three main things. But the, the real key here is to give you a way to dis, disarm the body or get rid of that excess stress that we carry. It's natural to be stressed. I mean, when people think they're not supposed to be stressed, they're not living on planet Earth. But the thing is, we <laughs> can have a way to, to manage it so that it doesn't overwhelm us. And we call that capacity. Some people have the capacity to, for great amounts of stress, but when that next little stressor happens, they blow up or something critical happens in their life. So we want to, we want to form my whole thing was in my life. I was a very troubled uh, child. I was very negative. Now they call me Dr. Positive. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> the, uh, when I was little, my, even though I was young, people don't realize that the stress response starts when you're a kid, you learn it from your parents. And my parents were high, strung, high stress. And it's in, you know, those genetics, if I don't do something about it, I can get stressed, you know, so I, I still do it every day and usually more than once a day, especially if I'm traveling, which I do quite a bit. I was, I, I was, 
there's there's a couple things that come to mind here and you talked about how we're living with stress stress and stress is also the a plant is in stress as it's growing so stress is a part of our evolution right but right. you you have mentioned in and you have you have a plethora of books that are all amazing and i could yeah. not i could not dive into them. i would encourage our audience to get on and get grab your books any of them i can't imagine that but you have one in particular on thrive to overdrive where you talk about um creating visualization exercises to help people now how do how do these visual visualization exercises to help you understand stress in your life how are those little tips and tricks are they countered by the brain tapping is it no longer necessary or is it in conjunction Oh, it's, it's in conjunction. We use those in brain tap sessions because one thing is that your brain doesn't know the difference between real or imagined. So there are people out there today that won't get out of bed until they're significantly stressed. You know, they'll lay there in bed and catastrophize about their day and all the traumas they're going to have when that's a really unique time to just slow everything down and begin to script. We need to act like we're a Hollywood producer and we're going to produce our own life. And then we take that lead role in that in that program. And just like a producer, if you don't like the scene, Cut it out, you know, just start deleting it. So we teach little techniques. We call them thought experiments, Mario. Yeah, unfortunately, what, what happens with some people is they'll lay there and they'll start catastrophizing about their day mm -hmm. uh, instead of reframing their day. I mean, if there's a difference. Now we're talking about like psychoimmunology, which means how does our psychology affect our immune system? And they know if you're the type of person that looks at life as a series of challenges, your immune system works very well. But if you see life as a series of threats, yes. then your body... Basically, you shut down your immune system because we have a thinking immune system. Most people don't realize that. Right. It's not located in any one part of our body. Of course, most of it is in our gut, as we were talking about earlier. But the immune system actually, it responds to the way we think. That's why one of the sad things that happens on the Weather Channel is they show you the uh, spores and the and pollens. Yes. And they show that that actually sold products, 30% more products, because people were getting triggered visually. Because your brain doesn't know the difference between real or imagined. That's right. So you get in, in those things. So that's what we're talking about here is how do you remove your triggers? And especially in being having a positive mindset and having yeah. leading the life you want, you have to take back all those remote controls you gave to people or those buttons you let them know you had. That, <laughs> you know, in, in our family, my, my kids, they, they knew when they were growing up, I said, when they said, you're making me mad, dad. And I go, thank you. And they go, it even matter. I said, you told me where to press your buttons. I said, the one thing you need to learn in life is don't give you, don't tell people where your buttons are because some people really that's how they get their jollies, right? They're going to try to push your buttons, especially brothers and sisters and, and other relatives. And they love to do that. I can think of a few in-laws. And uh, the key here is that, uh, like we were talking earlier, Melissa, about stress. We all live with stress. If we don't have stress, we don't grow. We won't get out of bed. But we need to get that that kind of positive stress that, you know, like, hopefully when you got married, it was very exciting. Although some people, I said, what's your best memory? And they'll say when they got their divorce, instead <laughs> of their marriage. But, you know, it just depends on how you reframe things. But it, the whole thing is that if we can look at life as a series of, again, challenges and say, wow, if you didn't meet your challenge yesterday, that doesn't mean you're a failure. Right. It just means you got to pick yourself up, do it differently today. The, the problem most people have is they aren't willing to do anything differently. And if they're not using that visualization to your point earlier, it's a lot easier to fail in your mind than it is fail in physical reality. So, you know, there's not an actor. Could you imagine we going on set and you never rehearsed, but they said, we're going to produce a movie today. You go, really? What are we going to do? I mean, that's what people do every morning. They get up and they go, hey, what am I going to do? Right. They didn't spend any time rehearsing their day. And then they wonder why they keep getting that same negative result that they got the day before. Now, if you're if it all is working on autopilot for you and you're doing great, then congratulations. You know, you're one of a very few people that can do that. Well, we know once we start getting you into these different frequencies, like alpha, which is a, a place where they go and they meditate, your brain actually instructs the gut to make acetylcholine. 
And this is what happens when you fall in love. It makes you feel good. And uh, that's why we like the ocean or the mountains, because mountains are more like 7.8 hertz frequency, which is theta. We start to produce GABA. These are all neurotransmitters that our body needs. Now, so everybody knows, they now consider we have three brains, because the heart brain is the one that controls it all. That's number one. The brain between our ears is more like a Google tablet. It doesn't really do much but process information. But your gut is most of the thinking for you. So when you, that's why people that follow their gut instincts, they they follow their intuition. That's coming from the gut. Now, the one thing most people don't realize is that you're only forty six percent human. You're the other is by is all the other bugs that are living in you that you have to make peace with. That's right. So if you're you know if you're feeding them sugar. And you're wondering why you've got these crazy addictions. It's because those bugs are telling you to do that. That's why health, eating healthy, getting a, a lot of getting the right fiber and just I always say nutrition is number one because you cannot think of that diet. And then the, the number two is you got to move and breathe. And that's so, so important for people in the mental wellness world, because if you sit on your butt, there's been a lot of studies that show that you, you just don't think right. You know, that's why we have little triggers on our phones that say, get up and walk, get up and breathe, whatever. And then I think you need some kind of brain fitness strategy. You know, of course, we have brain tap. And the reason I want a billion people to use it is I think we can change the frequency of our planet because, you know, there's there's something to this thing, because how many times have you thought about a person, then they text you or call? That's you? right. I mean, it's, it's like spooky. What What happens? People think that we're just this physical world. But now we're realizing, in fact, most people don't realize that we as humans give off eight, 10 nanometer light to every person around us. We actually give off healing light and those people that are healthy and happy and, you know, they actually give off 200 times more light than somebody who's depressed, anxious, and worried. So we need to be sharing that light. And and we know that that's mitochondrial health. Yes. And how do we do that? We have to do that through nutrition. We have to do that through moving and breathing. A lot of breathing techniques can change that. We've got to get our focus with our brain and get our gut making the right neurotransmitters when we need them most. Well, I, I think most people don't know that just, just getting out walking improves your gut function because in Japan, they call it forest bathing. Yes. Get out there around trees and around the earth, just like, you know, we, we both know Clint with earthing. And I think that's very powerful. I recommend everyone do that. Not only does it reduce the inflammation that most people are experiencing such massive inflammation in their body from the foods they eat to the inactivity they're in to the negative thinking they have. I mean, that's like a, that's like three strikes and you're right. out. I mean, what we're talking about is you're out of function. So if you want to get back in function, you got to start somewhere. So, you know, wh- whatever one of those three paths you're going to start with, you've got to add the other two to really have a well-rounded, um, you know, mindset biome. What I tell people is right now, if you're going through your stuff, you're going through your origin story. You need to look at it like every superhero had that time where they had to check in with their soul and find out if this is going to be right for them or not. And so as they checked in with their with their spirit, let's say, they went through the hardships. Once they made it through those hardships, they went ahead and they got their superpower. Then you've got to teach that to someone else, because once you've learned what worked for you, expand that out into helping other people. Yeah. I just I just yes. have um, just one comment I'd like to make um, that I think we had a guest on. Uh, that ha- that was talking about taking control of your life. Um, and he worked he worked for years in the CIA and working in interrogation and talked about the power of the brain and the mind and the power of being in control. And you said that we get up, you can't imagine being on a movie set and not having a script and saying, what are we doing? Likewise, he gave this, he gave this um, suggestion. And I love your tips that you're giving because we like to reiterate them for our audience also and then talk about them also through our social media. But one of the tips that he gave was uh, acting as though you were your own butler. 
and the night before laying out your clothes and, and, and preparing your day. And I would like to take that even one step further and include what you said earlier is really getting your mindset, your brain in tune with how that day is going to be. Instead of just saying, well, I'm wearing jeans and a white t-shirt tomorrow. It's saying, I'm going to have a great day. And I'm going, I know I'm going to have a doctor, a meeting with the doctor. I'm going to go in with a yes. positive attitude. However, we incorporate that is so powerful. And it, it really falls back in line, Dr. Porter, with what you've discussed about brain fitness. And yeah. when, and when this, when this computer is healthy and it's translating healthy information to this brain, and then apparently now to this brain, which I feel, <laughs> oftentimes, I think in my youth, it, this brain betrayed me. Perhaps it hadn't matured yet. <laughs> I think when we, it's the other way, it's the other way, actually, the brain, the heart brain is talking twice as much, but you might not have been listening. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> well, when I was a teenager, my, my, my brain was probably in my ass. So I'm not really sure what was happening. <laughs> but, <laughs> So uh, the, these the, these universal principles that you work with for health, wealth, happiness, is that all incorporated into these three brains and the concept of nurturing and feeding them in a healthy state? Yes, for sure. And, and I have some other tips for going to bed, too. I mean, if you that I tell people that really work for mental wellness, because the one vitamin that most people don't take enough of is gratitude. You know, they, they don't think of what's good. Yes. So at night, I teach a strategy where you do the 4-8 breath. Yes. Yes. Remember we talked about breathing and moving. Yeah. So that 4-8 breath actually, ex most people have never exercised their nervous system. Uh, Michael Tyson, who needs a lot of mental wellness, but he had a saying <laughs> that he talked about, which was everybody has a plan until they get hit. And the problem is nobody realizes we're all going to get hit. Yeah. Right. Nobody leads. Nobody has that charmed of life. I mean, even if you're everything's going great, the airline might lose your bag. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have anything to do with you, but you're going to have stressful things happen. But at night, when you breathe into the metal kind of four, you're actually exercising that part of the body that's been basically locked, that stress response. We call it the fight or flight or the yeah. sympathetic nervous system. And then when you breathe out slowly to the count of four, and you basically do a body check, you know, what's going on in your body. Is there any stress in the body? And you let that go to the count of eight. And you keep doing that until you find yourself in a kind of a neutral place. And then what I tell people to do is think of only the most positive. If you only had one positive thing that day, focus on that. Imagine that a Hollywood producer is putting that into your success reel. And you remember that one. you go back in time for each of those most positive memories of those days. Because unfortunately, what happens when we have a negative mindset, not because we're negative, but because of our life experience, the average person has 80,000 thoughts a day and 60,000 are negative. <gasps> and that's, yeah, and, this is part and, of our and, genetic. And aren't they repeated too? M many of yeah. them are just yeah. repeated. Go ahead. Staggering. Right. That's staggering. Yeah. So think, think, of that, think of that like your operating system. Mm -hmm. Wow. And even though you don't like it, it's unconscious. Yeah. So you have to interrupt that program. And when you, how you interrupt that program is through your breath and tuning into your heart. And when you, when you tune in and you realize that no one's out to get you, that you have every right to be happy. Yes that there are good things happening in your life. When you start magnetizing those thoughts in your mind, magical things happen in your life. You start to attract good relationships. You start to have the, you watch the more positive movies, maybe yeah. you just start doing meditation. You start doing prayer, whatever it is that you're going to do. That's going to feed that part of your personality. Wow. Instead of, we all think it, it takes a lot of energy. Yes. Most people don't know. It takes a lot of energy to be depressed and angry and upset that it's, it's a lot more fun to be happy and easygoing and, you know, just go with the flow. But it's hard to get out of that stuck state. So at night when you're going to sleep, and the nice thing is then when you do that, you're going to have a lot of neuroplasticity. Yes. Because once the yes. if you're in stress, you go to sleep. Like some people will actually gnaw their teeth. You know, a lot of people do this, you know, and they wake up in their clenched fist. 
and they have cramps because they've been basically fighting all night long. <laughs> you need to exercise those demons before you go to sleep. So going to sleep isn't about just going in and closing your eyes. Now make it an exercise because everybody has that time. Yes, absolutely. You're just laying there anyway. Absolutely. And then if in one one thing too, they all everyone has had the experience where you've watched a movie. Like I always use the movie like a World War II movie, and you fall asleep on the couch. And next thing you know, you're in the movie, and you're going, "Oh my God, I want to be in that movie." So you wake up, and go, "Oh, I'm glad that's a dream." But they don't realize that when you go to sleep thinking all the negative thoughts, you're giving your subconscious mind a direct suggestion to dream about those negative experiences. Yes. So we need we need to change the channel. And the the nice thing is that we all have that capacity. This isn't something that was just given to Gandhi or or the Dalai Lama or, or some other enlightened being, this is given to all of us. We can all change our thoughts, like changing a channel on a television. Absolutely. Well, this, I, uh, sorry, sorry, Melissa. I just wanted to say that I, uh, Bobby and I wrote a book together. And one of the things we talk about is kind of the end of day assessment, going through the day and redoing what you could have done differently. But then also my whole thing, and I still do this, I do this most every day, sometimes I forget, but, but right before I go to sleep, I imagine the day that I want to have, I, I see it and it's glorious and it's positive and it's loving and it's kind of whatever, but tremendous mm -hmm. gratitude, but it, it is such a profound and powerful thing because I actually think that before you sleep, you are programming the brain. It's like that subconscious is getting whatever you're giving it. That's what, that's what's, and it always works. I always have that day when it, when I, when I, you know, take the time. I, I always have that day. I, I want to ask you a quick question, if I could. In, in the field of, of uh, neuropsychology and the brainwave technology, what have you noticed different since pandemic COVID with COVID brain and so forth? Have you noticed anything? Um, I think the biggest difference I, I've And I know it's probably the, the, the nomenclature might be far more advanced than I might be able to comprehend at, at first blush here. But if you could share a little bit of what you're noticing that's different. Yeah, I think that what I've noticed is it used to be only certain people were stressed out. But when you there's a book called The Snapping, and it's all about uh, how they take occult practices and convert people. And unfortunately, that happened to a massive amount of people on our planet. They were told to stay in the house. So we know that they're not grounding, right. they're not getting sunshine. They're not meeting right. a few of those doctors you talked about earlier. Right. So what we're finding is that now people, it, it takes about two years to repattern the nervous system. Wow. So what was this we just experienced? About two years. So they've conditioned people to think it's normal to be in this heightened state of stress. We used to call the brain that I've, we've been seeing at shows the special forces brain. Because if you think about somebody who's in the first responder or special forces, they got to be ready on alert. I mean, they might die tomorrow. You know, So they're looking around. There's danger everywhere. Well, if you're thinking that your grandma or grandpa are going to die because you're going to breathe on them, I mean, that's yeah. a scary thought if you believe that. You know, the the nice thing is that we all have an innate immune system that can take care of almost, you know, just 99 point something percent of it. So, I mean, it, the, of course, people can get sick. They can get ill. This happens all the time. But you want to focus on the positive. So what, what we're seeing in, in the brainwave studies that we've done, and we've done 30,000 brainwave studies. So wow. not over the last two years. Over the last two years, what we're seeing is a heightened degree of delta activity. And what that means is that the brain is inflamed. Oh, yes. The body is inflamed. And uh, unless they had a traumatic brain injury over these last two years, a, a massive number of people, we're seeing people between 70 and 90% Delta activity while they're awake, which wow. there used to be a saying, the masses are asleep. And I can guarantee you, we have the studies that show they are because that's a sleeping brainwave. That's a sleeping brain. So what do people do? They stimulate. Yes. They do coffee, tea, sugar. 
And that's how they keep themselves going. Alcohol, now, yeah. that's a recipe. Yeah, that's a recipe for disaster because our biological system can only think of your biological system as the backup generator when a hurricane comes. We should be using our electrical system, the sympathetic and uh, parasympathetic. That should be regulating the system. You know, if we need to run or scamper, we should be able to turn on our sympathetic, turn yes. it back off. When I was talking about earlier about every, what do you do when you get hit, it's how fast can you regulate? Right. If, if you if, if you're one of those people out there that you get pulled over in the morning by the police officer because you were speeding and you get mad and then you're still talking about it in the evening, you've got a dysregulated nervous yeah. system because you know you were speeding. Now, if you had something happen to you that you didn't know about, like you got t-boned or something and you're nervous and upset now, maybe you didn't get injured but now you're shaking. That's a little different because you didn't know you were doing. But when you know you're doing something wrong and then you get caught and you still and you're not able to get rid of it. Or you get angry at somebody. You have a, a maybe you somebody took your whatever you know out of the refrigerator, and now you're upset. In the evening, you're still talking about it. You know, I can't believe it. Whatever, you know what I mean? That's not going to happen, right? But uh -oh. when some people, there are people. Like, we all know people that you call them a week ago. And oh. They told you a story, and then this week they're telling you, "Oh no, they're going to tell you the same story because they're not able to let it Listen, go." Listen, I'm right? vacillating yeah. on whether or not I'm going to let my husband watch this video because the poor. Oh, I think I, <laughs> I've got to edit it so that the portions that pertain to him he sees, but the part <laughs> <laughs> the part that pertains to you, I was thinking the same. No, thing. yeah, I brought up something because well, no, I love this because I, I want to evolve and learn. I need I need to evolve and learn. I need to evolve and learn. This is that's one of the things BrainTap does is you have to have brainwave flexibility yes so give an example we need beta brain that's the where the fear the anxiety frustration lives but if we didn't have that we wouldn't be able to walk across the room right. we'd be able to drive our cars uh you know but we need alpha to get us intuitive intuition and if we don't have that alpha beta combination when we're awake we can't think very well right because it, that's what activates our hippocampus and stress actually shrinks our hippocampus they say over the last two years and I don't know how they figured this, but they say the average brain shrunk three quarters of an inch from stress. Wow. Now, this happens every night when we sleep. That's why when you talked about water, Mariel, it's so important. First thing in the morning, everyone's brain, if it's regulating correctly, will shrink about three quarters of an inch while we sleep. So we need that salt and water yes. in the morning. Now, not oh table salt, of course. It's real mineral salt. salt. Real salt. To, yeah, real <laughs> yeah. salt to, to, activate the, to activate the brain. We're, we are electrical beings yes. in our battery is that in the cellular level, we need that water, that we need the hydration, we need the healthy fats, we need, you know, there's, there's we could go on and on about that. I, I mean, know, but it's a, also, what I love about what you're saying, and it's so incredible, and we're we're running out of time now, is that it's all interlinked, it's linked, all of it. Our physical, mm -hmm. mental, emotional, and spiritual brain, you know, brain or, yes. or frequency or whatever it is, whatever yeah. you want to call it, it's all intertwined. That's why you can't take yeah. one piece and go, oh, well, I'll take care of this piece. You've got to take care of all pieces, take responsibility for the, your whole being. And it is so interesting because as we get older, you know, the aches and pains start, different things start. We think our cognitive brain is not as good as it used to be. But also you have to look at your habits, the things that you let go of. Oh, I forgot to do. Oh, yeah, I don't do salt. I don't drink that much water in the morning. I go straight to my coffee. I do this, I, you know. Like we forget that we're not, you know, and we're not, we don't have the plethora of hormones that we had when we were 20, right? You, so you have yeah. to remind yourself to do those lifestyle things that create that balance. This is so fascinating. I, and I, I, could, we, I, wanted, I would just add go, one, go I'll add one thing to that, just so the listeners understand. In ancient cultures, they trusted all the wisdom to the elders. 
They didn't trust it to the little guys that were running around with the fresh brains. So obviously it's something we're doing in our environment that's causing it. So, you know, I'm going to be one of those elders. I'm still not ready to hold my hand up yet and say that I am, but someday... You know, you both. we're going to be there. You know, we're going to, and I plan on, I, I did a brain test just the other day at an event and I still scored like an NFL quarterback. I was the only one in the group that oh, got an I A. I love that. And it's been, you're tracking these balls that keep going all over the place. And he goes, there must be something to that brain tap. And I said, and eating well yes. and, and exercising. Because yes. it's not just one thing. No. If, if it was one thing, we'd all be able to do that. It's it's a combination, and like you said, you got to visit all those doctors you're talking about because that's right on, that's spot on what we need to do. Oh, that's this has been the most amazing. I think longer than half an hour, but we are so grateful that you're here. And I please, please, please come back because we could talk to you forever. You're amazing. Brain Tap is amazing. Let's heal a billion brains. Let's, Melissa, and I want to help you do that. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on our show. We're like, wow, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing the message and let's get those brains working in a very positive way so everybody can have the same joy, the same love, the same satisfaction that, that we share. Absolutely. So it's possible. Let's do well, that. Well, I want, I want our audience to download the app. I want them to go oh, and yeah. download yeah. The, the, yes, the brain tapping app. Get You got to get it because I yeah. got it. And I've, I've already started adding everything on there that I want to have. I, I want yeah. the whole kit and caboodle. I'm greedy like that. <laughs> I love you it. Be, you should be greedy about right. your own health. You should always. You can, you can have it all. Yes, you can. Yeah. I love it. This is so great. Thank you, Patrick. Oh my God, we love you okay. so much. Thank, thank you both. You. All right. All right. Thank you both, and good luck. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining us today on Outcomes the Sun. Uh, you can listen to our podcast on Spotify, on Apple, and on YouTube. And you can donate to the Mariel Hemingway Foundation at themarielhemingwayfoundation.org. And I want to spell Hemingway for you, H-E-M-I-N-G-W-A-Y.org. I only say that because a lot of people put two M's. And that just won't work. Um, also on, if you're watching on YouTube, you can go to the donate button at the bottom and it will take you right to a link with a QR code. And, uh, if you go to marielhemingway.org, you can also press the donate button and be able to donate to the foundation, which is designed to help guide people towards finding the right solutions for their mental health issues. Um, that is my goal. I'm just trying to raise money so I can come up with an app and a website that has all the information you could possibly want to know about mental health and where to go. But we are in the process of making that happen. And your donation means so much to us. So thank you so much. I want to thank one of our incredible sponsors, BrainTap. You may have listened to our podcast with the founder of BrainTap, Patrick Porter. And if you did, you'll definitely want to get involved in BrainTap. And if you didn't, please, please, I strongly recommend that you go back and listen. It's so incredibly informative. Here's what BrainTap can do. You can literally build your brain fitness with BrainTap's mobile app and wearable headset. Everyone here at Outcomes the Sun podcast has had and continues to have positive results with BrainTap. Your brain is guided from awake and reactionary patterns to intuitive and creative responses. BrainTap is backed by neuroscience and research and was developed by Patrick Porter himself. BrainTap creates a symphony of brainwave activity to optimize your brain's potential, restore your ability, balance your energy, and calm your brain. And listen, it is a game changer when it comes to sleep. 
This technology is truly a gift and I am so incredibly grateful to be able to share it with you. Welcome to Outcomes the Sun podcast. I am with my partner, Melissa Yamaguchi, who's right here. And we have an amazing, amazing, amazing guest today. Uh, somebody I sort of stalked on Instagram. I have to admit, I stalked you. And um, <laughs> her name is Dr. Tina Moore, and she is an amazing functional medicine, and correct me if I get things wrong, because I probably will. Uh, f- functional medicine doctor, uh, 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 a naturopath and and like what she talks about and how she talks about lifestyle as it relates to mental health is just like oh I felt like you know you feel like you're with your people when you hear people talking about like how you know the body and the mind are so interconnected so I wanted to have uh Dr. Tina on so first of all welcome welcome to our little our little thank you thank (laughs) you And oh, I would thank you love, so much for having me. So good. I would love for you to tell me a little bit. I mean, we talked about it. I was on your podcast and and because, you know, you were interviewing me, I didn't get to hear as much about your story with in regard to, you know, having mental health issues in the past and how, you know, su- suicidal thought, you know, like things like big things and you sort of pass them off like oh well whatever I went through that I was like oh wait a second hold you know (laughs) let's put the brakes on here so I'd love for you to tell both Melissa and I a little bit about that like what happened you know and 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 where you were in your life maybe sure so well thank you so much for having me I was so honored that you reached out to me on Instagram or you commented on one of my posts and I was like oh (laughs) Mariel Hemingway And every time I tell any of my gal pals who are, you know, similar age to me, they're all like, oh my God. So I (laughs) loved having you on my podcast. I'm so glad that you came on and we connected. So I'm a naturopathic physician and a chiropractor. So yeah, functional medicine would be a great description. Um, I have been in practice for, gosh, well, I, I recently left practice right before COVID, but up until that point, it had been about 15 years. I'd been in medicine my whole life. And really, I was looking for answers. I was just trying to seek out answers for myself and for family. Um, in my story, I, I was a happy kid. I grew up in Southern California. I was active. I was tan. I was, you know, fit. I was a gymnast. I was a little surfer girl. And and then my parents moved me to Oregon when I was 15, and it was like the lights went out. I, I have no <laughs> other way to describe it. And they literally did, right? The We lost the sun moving here. And I had no idea that, you know, I, I joke, I didn't even know that I had freckles on my arms until I moved to Oregon and my suntan went away. I had never been not tan. I was such an active little outside girl. And so I quickly fell into a horrific depression and just spiraled down. I had no idea what was happening. I think it was a lot of things. I, up until that point, um, in the years prior to us moving, I was living off of a lot of junk food, a lot of processed junk food. And not eating hardly any protein at all, eating a lot of like corn chips and Velveeta cheese and just junk. And a lot of those foods actually not only are junk, but they deplete nutrients out of your body. So I think I was dealing with a pretty severe malnourishment issue. I actually, the the year prior to moving to Oregon, my entire year of eighth grade, I had these terrible sores on the inner corners of my mouth. 
that would not go away. And I had chronic sores inside my mouth. And I later learned through my schooling and through my training that that was due to some pretty severe B vitamin deficiencies. And wow. these are, these are symptoms you don't see in modern days as often. Right. So I was just severely malnourished. I had put, sort of put myself there, um, was dealing with a decent eating disorder on top of it all, you know, just the typical tween <laughs> Southern California tween mess. And I moved to Oregon and I just quickly sort of spiraled down and there was, I don't even know if there was even a good instigator, to be honest with you. I just found myself, I I was around that time too. I kind of, to be honest, I I woke up to like the bullshittery of the world. I had some sort of like epiphany that adults really didn't have a clue what was going on. Politically, things were very volatile. I didn't really have the knowledge or the words to use. I just knew something was wrong and I was mad about it. And so (laughs) all of that culminated into a suicide attempt when I was 15, wow. dead of winter in Oregon, ended up in a psych ward for a week. And I remember it so well still to this day. And I remember waking up the next morning and going to breakfast with these other young people that were in the same ward. And they were really, and I'm not trying to um, throw anyone under the bus, but these were heavily disturbed kids. I mean, these kids, I was like, I don't belong here. These these kids are really, re- I had a supportive family. I had you know, right. I had, uh, I, I just, I didn't, it wasn't the right spot for me. And I remember the, um, they had their like tutor, the teacher that comes in to teach, she mm-hmm. did an assessment on me and she came out and I remember listening to her discuss with whoever my overseeing counselor was or therapist. I don't know. I can't, I, I don't remember the whole setup, but I remember her saying her IQ is off the charts. I can't teach her. Like I can't tutor this girl. I think she's just angry. I think she's not being challenged enough in school and she's just angry. And it was true because when my parents moved me, I was so upset about the whole situation that I had always been in the gifted and talented education program in California. Mm-hmm. And I remember moving to Oregon and they tested me for that program in Oregon. And I just drew a design on the Scantron. So I got placed in, oh, there's your kitty, Mariel. <laughs> your kitty just oh, went behind. Of <laughs> it's always, um, it's animals moving through. <laughs> I, I had placed, you know, in like the kind of the regular kids classes. And so there I was not being challenged whatsoever and, and clearly frustrated. I only share that because I really think we need to be challenging our young people to their full potential. And so there I was, uh, I met with the head psychiatrist. He pulled my mom in and said, she's angry. She's very, she's a very angry young woman. She doesn't need to be here. She, she needs something else. And so I remember being released after that, but I, for others who've gone through a similar situation, it's interesting. It's sort of like opens a gateway up that you can't close after that. Like once you actively try to take your life and you pass out, like I passed out from overdosing on over-the-counter medications and woke up in the hospital covered in charcoal vomit, you know, and I, you can't close that door. It's kind of creeps in there. And I have found over the years through my journey, I've had a lot of autoimmune disease pop up since then. I've had a lot of things sort of like, it it makes, it makes sense. I have some autoimmune conditions that actively attack the central nervous system. And so I understand that it's like a brain on fire kind of scenario. And so my search my long game through all of this was really just to try to figure out how to help myself and help my family with this sort of plague that we have. And I, I've come to realize that what goes on here in the body definitely dictates how the mind behaves. I used to think it was the other way around, but you can't really think yourself out of that sort of thing when your brain's on fire. So I think a lot of it comes down to neuroinflammation. It comes down to how we're wired, genetics, epigenetics, nutrition through the years, um, lots of different things, but I, I feel that I've sort of biohacked it at this point. Yeah, <laughs> no, you, it, it. <laughs> it's amazing. And 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 for for the audience that doesn't really understand what happened is that you went to a dark, literally a dark, a, a dark state. 
I mean, I'm, you know, I'm here in Idaho and it's snowing and it's getting dark at, you know, it's what, 5.15 here and it's already, you know, it's getting dark. And that, you know, that uh, uh, seasonal affective disorder is what happens. And when you've come from sunshine, it, it's, it's a power, you know, like you need to find tools and people don't realize, like just get, and even if there is no sun getting outside and getting the light, that's important too. Cause sometimes it's not, it's not just this. I mean, the sun is, you know, it's an amazing gift and we should all get more of it and we shouldn't be afraid of the sun, even for our skin. It's, it's important, but I, I love how you know, you described this situation that I think happens to a lot of people because like you were there in this in this group of kids who, you know, you weren't really like them, but you had been challenged and, and taken out of where your body functioned best, I think. Right. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's and it was profound. It, it was like compounding issues. Right. I, I think all of I think therapies and, and good health is synergistic upon one another. And so it's never one thing in isolation. Everybody wants a pill, even if it's a supplement or they want the thing, they want the red light or the sauna or the thing. And it's not, that's not how it works. It's synergistic. And all of those things build upon each other. And I think I just, you know, I lost, I always joke, I'd rather die tan from skin cancer than go out in horrific pain and depression, right? Right. Like riddled with autoimmune disease. And so over the years, I, I, I am better when I'm tan straight up. And I was saying, I was preaching the accolades of the sun way back in medical school and I was getting so much heat for it. And years later, all these great studies come out showing, you know, women who like in Sweden, there was a study of tens of thousands of women over many years showing those who stayed tan or sunbathed regularly, uh, had far better outcomes throughout their life and for all cause mortality. So the sun is a gift. The infrared is a gift. I think it structures our water inside our bodies, that fourth phase. 100%. You know, what you're saying, yeah, what you're saying is like all of these things are interconnected. I love that. I love that because I'm, I'm always saying people, I do this thing with, um, Optum Idaho, which is kind of an, uh, it's a behavioral health kind of, uh, group. And I do these PSAs, but I'm always saying, look, it's not one thing. It's not just getting this on. It's not just doing a sauna. It's not co- just cold plunge. It's not just eating well. It's all of these things. You, you know, our life is is this combination of everything we do. So it's wake up in the. How do you wake up in the morning? What do you, you know? Do you drink water? Is that water? I mean, behind me, we actually try to structure our water. You know, especially during this time of year, right? So, and even up here when it's really those dark cold months, I have, I'll even go to a, a, a tanning salon just, you know, every couple of weeks, just hello. And it helps. It really it helps. helps, you know? Yeah, and, I, and we're not talking about the color that you get. We're talking about your body needs that light. It just, it's powerful. It's powerful stuff. And it's not just one thing. So that's, that's again, why I love, that's why I love you so much. I love you so much. <laughs> if I could, you say something really interesting that I've read that you said, where you said, live like a human. And I found that that really simple little expression pretty powerful because we've become so disconnected from our from nature and from our world and from a simple medicine of air and water and sun and earth. And so that really simple prescription, if you will, is so powerful. And if, for those who have not heard uh, your expansion on that, would you mind sharing that live like a human? Sure. So that was a random Twitter post I made. <laughs> I it's well, so it's not one thing, you know, like going back to my story, I came into it malnourished, 
clearly. I had, you know, for a year I had these mouth sores, clearly indicating some kind of nutritional deficiency, if not multiple. Um, I was put under a lot of stress by the move. I was moved in the middle of the year and I'm not complaining. I just, uh, looking back on it, it makes sense to me that, you know, I would, something would snap. And then the fact that we, I was going, I was an outside girl. I was constantly outside at the beach. I mean, I literally was at the beach. We would get up and get on the bus at 6.30 in the morning and spend the entire day at the, on the coast at the beach in San Clemente. And then we'd bus home. And then all of a sudden here I am smack in the middle of Oregon. There's trees everywhere. I remember feeling really claustrophobic because I couldn't see the light, even if it was out. The trees were everywhere. Some people would love that. I did not like it. I still don't like it. Um, <laughs> and I, 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 I became an inside little hermit. And that's not, and I still do we it were. to this day. I find myself getting hermity. And I, I think of you, Marielle, of like, just go outside and put your feet on the ground. It will change things. Something will change, right? Right. Yeah, go for a walk. Like it'll shift. You won't come back the same person. And so I think that we need to understand that we've put ourselves in boxes under weird lights all day long. We go from one box to another. We go from our car box to our cubicle box, to our house box, to our bedroom box. And we go to the gym and we train in another in a gym, which is another box yeah. <laughs> and with bad, with bad lighting and bad floors. Right. Oh, like, always. It's right? all, it's all completely bad air. Yeah. Bad yeah. air. All of it. And, and all crazy it. flipping music that you're like, Whoa, <laughs> this is not my choice. <laughs> so we just, we do these, we do these things to try to like bio. And I, I don't actually like the word biohack, to be honest. I think it's, you know, we biohack our way out of it, but it's like, we just need basics. And if the basics aren't met, it doesn't matter what you throw upon it. So it doesn't matter what access you have to anything. And I understand there's some, a lot of privilege in these things I'm mentioning, but like you can throw all the stem cells and all the fancy hormones and all the things on top, which we try to do to anti-age. But if you're not meeting the basics, if you're not going outside regularly, if you're, and I live in Oregon. So like if I have to put on my rain gear and go out in the rain, so be it. If you're not moving, if you're not sweating, if you're not having sex and intimacy and, and touching other people and getting oxytocin, maybe that's cuddling your infant or your dog, or like maybe it's, you know, I, I mean, I, that was part of that post and people lost their minds about it. They're like, how am I supposed to have sex every day if I'm single? And I'm like, I don't know, self-pleasure yourself, like find ways to connect to your body. <laughs> and movement is another way to connect to your body. And our pets are really incredible for like getting yeah. an oxytocin hit and, and eat like you give a damn and sleep like it's a job because it's like, that's something yes. non-negotiable. And I don't know. I agree. I guard my sleep. It. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I, these are all the tenets of what I think creates a balanced brain. I mean, neural inflammation is because we're not doing, we're not doing these things. And, and you're right. It's, you can't, you can't put those things on top of an unhealthy, unbalanced lifestyle, right? You can't put hormones and stem cells on top of something that's not functioning, you know, right. because ultimately don't we all want to activate our own body's response to 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 the to nature to good food all of a sudden you put good food in and then things start working the gut starts working then you can add the supplements that are going to activate those things and make them better but if they're not working initially and you're not doing anything to create that by you know eating well or drinking water i mean the simplest things but it seems that we've complicated our lives so much in yeah. this society that people are so confused people don't know how to eat we've been here for how many you know thousands we don't know how to eat 
We don't know how to eat. We don't know to get sun. Go ahead, Melissa. Sorry. I'm we stopped, we stopped art classes in school, in the public school system. We, we cut back on art. We cut back on physical, physical activity. We all these creative and physical outlets that our kids need. And so now they grow through the, the rings and now they're in college level. I'm speaking from experience here with my own children. And one of the things that I've watched with my children who are almost 21 and just turned 23 is that they exercise and they can tell you with incredible clarity and definition that exercise keeps them so mentally and spiritually balanced. And my, my son in college said, because he graduated in 2020 during the height of the, the lockdown. And then at his freshman year of college, nobody was allowed to go out of their dorms. We got him into a house uh, off campus. So he was good. He could bike on the weekends and go play basketball. He was healthy, but he kept saying to me, um, everyone's so accustomed to this new normal that getting out of the house feels a little, they walk out with a little bit of trepidation. They, they communicate and approach other people in just normal conversation with trepidation. So he said that he's noticed when he's rallying his roommates, he lives in a house with four or five guys. He'll say, look, come on, let's go to the gym. Come on, let's go play basketball. They all come back laughing and slapping each other on the back. And those who have elected to no, I'm good, stay in the room and watch Netflix or whatever the choice is. He said, you know, um, I can see a marked difference. And you, I, so I know that the exercise that we've not pushed, our, our kids have lacked in school and then that learning that habit as they get older. But you you said something else and I want to, I made a point of putting two things that I really want to get out, get from you because I think they were so valuable, um, aside from what you're already sharing, is that you said muscle is insurance. And I really, that resonated I love that comment. Yeah. Older mm-hmm. And I'm always telling her, I don't care what you have to do, move, 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 move. And my dad, move. I'm trying to get my parents to move. My in-laws work out at the gym every day. And I'm so envious that they've got that drive. And I'm trying to kind of blow that dust onto my parents to get them. Because <laughs> you're, like when you said that frailty from lack of movement will just invite in a whole host of nonsense and chaos that doesn't need to happen. And I'd really love for you to share that because it's vital for all age groups. Yes. Well, first I want to say your son sounds like a smart young man because that's, I wish I had that insight when I was that age. I went through a lot of unnecessary misery because I hadn't discovered the benefits of just movement. Mm-hmm. Um, so muscle in so many ways is, is an active organ system and it's one that we can build. It's the only one we can build. And it does so many good things for us that we could talk about another day. But most importantly, I think it, it activates chemicals in the brain it activates the feel-good neurotransmitters. It activates uh, neuronal activity, so you actually get connections staying and growing, which is so important as we age because we start to mm-hmm. atrophy our brains and our bodies. Yep. And we have so much data. I was at the advent of this pandemic. I was so I was beating the drum. I was like, "Go lift weights, guys!" And I kept getting accused of being ableist. And I was I don't think they were understanding the benefits I was trying to get at. But we now, all these years later, have strong data, repeat studies showing those who just simply exercised had significant reduction, something like 42, 48% reduction in even illness at all from COVID. One study out of South Korea that had tens of thousands of people in it showed, I think like a 25% reduction of even catching COVID if you exercise regularly. So simply just moving regularly. And then that went on, this later studies went on to show significant, and I have some of this information on my Instagram, the exact numbers, but significant reduction in hospitalization, ventilation, death from COVID. So just simply the act of moving. But what did we do? We locked everybody up and told them to stay in, which is like, was mind blowing to me. Um, it is Right. And then muscle- everybody's habits were horrible and they just ate oh, horrible and drank, you know, drank alcohol. To hell- yeah, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but it was like, <laughs> oh my God, it was like the worst choices made. Anyway, oh. 
and isolation yeah. and, you know, and not touching and, 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 and. It was crazy. Well, isolation, we have data showing isolation causes inflammation and neuro or um, yeah. immunosuppression. So we have like immunosuppression yeah. and inflammation combined. Anyway, long story short, frailty. The one thing I've sort of like fleshed out of this whole situation, and, and we knew this prior to the pandemic, but I was really trying to, I'm glad the data has come out on it during the pandemic. Those who went into this illness frail didn't have a good time coming out. And most people going into anything frail don't have a good time coming out if they make it out. So whether it's cancer or something acute, you walk in with frailty and you're in trouble because most of these conditions at their core are wasting diseases. The inflammation they cause cause you to waste. So you're already going to lose muscle mass. So right. if you go into COVID with some muscle already. on your body, ex yeah. expect to lose some, but it's an insurance. It's literally a suit of armor. And not to mention one of the cool things it does is it secretes myokines and myokines are anti-inflammatory. So the dreaded cytokine storm that every, like that was killing everybody and still, you know, that's a problem with influenza. That's a problem with any condition, C cancer. That's why we see wasting in cancer. Um, mm -hmm. That cytokine involvement is a, a real problem. Well, those same molecules are secreted from skeletal muscle, well-trained skeletal muscle, and they're anti-inflammatory. So you can Amazing. literally build a suit of anti-inflammatory and you don't have to be big and buff. Like I'm not big and buff. I, I run pretty lean, but like I just got done lifting, you know, and I was telling my trainer that I was coming on this show and he asked what I was going to talk about. And he said, I really think nutrition and lifting has so much to do with my mental health. And I said, yes. dude, I would be batshit crazy if I didn't lift weights regularly and didn't eat well. Like I would literally be a crazy person. I would not Absolutely. be I wouldn't probably be here, to be honest with you. So, Well, I think it's, that it saved important. me in my childhood for sure. I think it definitely, I mean, I wasn't eating well like you. I had a major eating disorder. I thought it was healthy, whatever. But but if it weren't for exercise, I wouldn't, I don't think I would have survived my childhood. I just, thank God I went outside. Thank God I always moved. I don't think there's, unless I've been sick, you know, like had the flu or a cold or something, I have exercised every day of my life. And the birth of my children, I didn't exercise those days. But the day of, <laughs> when the labor started, I was, I, I mean, I went for 10 miles <laughs> Wow, but yeah, but I mean, I I I completely agree with you, and that I just love that you know m muscle is insurance. It's just having having strength, having having that is is amazing, and you don't get that through. You, you only get that through exercise, weight training, and good food. You know, the combination yes. really is is powerful. Yeah, you have to eat the protein to build the building blocks, and you have to do the resistance training to build the muscle. And it's just, it's something for, it's for everyone. It's for every gender, every age. Uh, I love seeing the, I love going to the gym and seeing the old dudes in there that, you know, they've been at it for decades. They never stopped. And it's, it, it, we're not trying to get, we're not trying to do CrossFit or P90X. We're just trying to keep some muscle mass on. So when something troublesome comes our way, whether it's a fall or, you know, like I've had a very severe fall and my muscles saved me. I had a friend get shot randomly. Some guy was cleaning his gun in the apartment complex, oh went through her wall and shot her. And she was so in such incredible shape that her muscle held her together. And the doc was like, if you hadn't been so fit, you would have been blown apart. So, oh like, my gosh, it, tru it truly is insurance. I was at a concert a few years ago and I fell in a ditch that I couldn't see. It was like a like an, at an intersection, I thought it was a little grassy knoll. It was a ditch and I fell into it and I caught myself as I was going down. I almost completely face planted into a curb. Like I would have lost all oh my, my teeth. It would have been an emergency room and I pushed out of it. And I had been complaining to my coach because I had been doing a lot of bench pressing at that time. And I was getting a little too buff for my 
for my jackets and my hoodies. And I had been complaining <laughs> about my like, I'm going to Hulk out. Right. And it saved my ass completely. And I, we were at a, like an age appropriate concert. Most everybody there was probably my age or a little older. And I looked at my boyfriend after, and I was like, I swear if this were any other woman in this venue who wasn't who, like most of the people coming out of that venue that were my age, weren't looking so great in their health. And I said, if this had been most other women in that venue, like their faces would be gone right now. Like, thank God my, <laughs> my strength training saved me. And, you right sure and also your flexibility, like you're, you know, cause sometimes when you're doing proper kind of training, you, you do things that are about balance and all that stuff. That's, you know, and the fact that you put your hand, you know, like those are all react reaction things. <laughs> Yeah. So it was real. And it was ironic because I turned to look after I, I mean, I was shaking. I actually started wow. crying because the adrenaline rush and I got right. to my car and I turned and looked and there was my ex-best friend from high school. She didn't see me and she was lighting up a cigarette and she's quite overweight. She's very unhealthy. And I saw her and I was like, whoa, I mean, what a weird, I didn't even say anything to her because I was so out of my mind from the adrenaline. Yeah. I just wanted to get in the car and go, I was shaking. You know, it was a pretty bad, yeah. I mean, I really injured my hip and such. Anyway, it was just ironic that I saw her because she was who I was talking about kind of like, and right. not to throw her under the bus, but it was like most women in my age group in their late forties and beyond have really kind of let things go. And it's to their detriment. I mean, that's the, I just don't want to fall down and break a hip. I don't want to die of the flu. I don't want, I right. don't want any of the things that old age brings. I want to hike the great wall of China when I'm 80, if I want to, I want to have intimacy exactly. with my husband. Absolutely. And to- you know, you've mentioned something that I think is really important. I think that what happens with age is really just a cultural sort of, it's like the system telling you, okay, you're 60, you're 60. I mean, I'm 61 on Tuesday. Um, so, but, you know, but they tell you that as you get older, that, you know, those creaks and aches and all those things, because you know, things do, you definitely feel things more as you get older, but it's only when you quit moving that they, that they accelerate, but it's, it's like this choice. You go, oh, well, you know, I'm getting aches and I better, I better slow down. Instead of saying, no, I'm going to like, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to push through, you know, and Melissa and I talk about this a lot because we both are like, you know, we're, our mornings are all about movement and, you know, movement, meditation, you know, it's all those things. I get, I'm inspired. I I, I know Melissa is too. We're inspired by this conversation because it's everything we talk about. It's everything we want people to learn. And it seems so simple for us because we know it. And so many people have no clue. They have no clue. They have no clue. It's, I say it's a superpower. It blows my mind. I know. It's like a six and you don't know what it feels like unless you have it. Right. And you have to build it and it's earned. It's not anything you can buy. It's earned. And even if you, my coach and I were talking, like I said earlier, like he's like, even if you couldn't afford me, because I realize that's a privilege, something I yes. work very hard to, to have the privilege to do. But when I couldn't afford him, um, you do these things at home. We have body weight. We have, we pick right. up our dogs. We pick up milk jugs. We, whatever it is, there's ways to work around this. There was oh, a, yeah. Before the advent of personal trainers, there were still people in good shape, right? So. Well, you should it, see it, our, you should see our living room. We have an assault bike. We've got the ski erg. We've got a rowing in our living room. It's not a living room. <laughs> I was like, ah. And then we've got like rings two sets of rings. So anyway, Fine. I've got that it all like at home. Gym. He, and he goes to the gym anyway, but I'm like, I think I've got enough here. <laughs> so, but it, it's hard. It's hard to, insp- it's hard. To, I mean, it's not hard for me because it's like a passion. I know how good I feel, but it's, it's hard for a lot of people. So it's nice to be able to go to a place and feel the energy of being pushed towards that. 
You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. some people need a little bit of a dull, you know, a push into that. But I just think it's a privilege to take care of yourself. And I think that you do too, which is just cool to hear about. Um, Absolutely. It's, it's, I think getting older is a privilege and I definitely have aches and pains. I mean, I deal with a lot of chronic pain. I have some autoimmune stuff that leads to a lot of really painful arthritis and in, in an inflammatory oh, wow. way. And, and I just, if I didn't move, it would be 10 times worse. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. It hurts. Yeah. There's some days when I walk around and I'm like, man, this is sucking. But if I don't go exercise, I hurt 10 times worse and things get so bad so fast. So it's, yeah. again, it's insurance. I was speaking poorly about my mother and she's going to watch this because she's very lucid and has a lot of clarity and I'll hear about it. So I got to I got to bring her back and, and lift her up again. She and I were in, in Paris one time, uh, fortunate enough to go on a mother daughter trip. And I remember she had, this was prior to a hip replacement because she was bone on bone. And we were in the hotel and I, we had, we were talking about going to the Louvre and I said, we were going to walk. And I said, mom, let's just get a cab. And she said, no, we're going to walk. And I said, well, you're going to, you're going to be in pain. And she said, I'm going to be in pain if I'm sitting down. I'm going to be in pain no matter what I'm doing. I'd like to go and see the art and I'd like to move and walk up to the, let's, let's walk and see the front, you know, smell the air. So one thing you that you were talking about that Marilyn and I have talked about a lot is a complaint that we have. Well, the sun is going down and I'm slowly becoming more attractive because all the dimmers are going on. <laughs> Sorry, I can't wait to how dark it's getting in here. But we, one of the things that we, there's a story that I shared with Mariel at some point that I'd read where this guy goes to see a dentist. And the guy's in his 60s, 70s, and the dentist said, oh, you're, he said, I've got a few complaints about my teeth here in the front in particular. And she says, well, it's okay. It's normal for a man your age. You're going to have wear and tear on your teeth. There's no reason to fix it. He said, hold up. I'm only, whatever the age was, 60, 70. Why don't you come back and fix my teeth as though I were a 19-year-old and get my teeth ready because I plan on using them for the next 30, 40 years. And she said, okay, like, okay, buddy. And he said, I plan on living a very long time. That's my motivation every day. And I want to use my teeth. And so this is a conversation we have about how it's one thing for each of us ind independently um, to have that wherewithal to know to, that, that aging is a privilege and we need, and we are going to have aches and pains and let's keep going. But a lot of people don't have that support system, which is one of the number one reasons that Mariel and I wanted to do this podcast is that we can expose our audience to geniuses like you who understand the brilliance of the body and it's so important so i i really want to make well mariel and i will most certainly mariel's very adept at getting the information on there verbally but we'll make sure that we get your information on. we really want our audience to follow you your information is just stellar and it's thank you people don't have the connection and we we do look up to our doctors we we seek them for advice and information and when a doctor's saying uh, you those teeth are going to serve you you're not going to probably have them that much longer they're they're perfect for your age when those are the kind of inf information you're getting from a, a leader in the medical industry it's frustrating so we want to highlight and spotlight what you share because it's so poignant and profound thank Absolutely. you i appreciate that well dr Tia, our, 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 <laughs> our show is very short because we get in and you want more. We want more of Dr. Tina. I like so, it. <laughs> so you're going to come back probably. And, and you're just amazing, as I've said many, many times before. And thank you for taking the time to really kind of tell us, our, tell us your story and really how, how you use the body and, the, and lifestyle to create a balanced brain and, and, and have that beautiful smile on your face all the time. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. It's, a, it's honestly a real honor. And I hope that the audience feels some inspiration um, it's, it's, you know, I always say wellness is a journey, not a destination. So we're just trying yeah. to do the best we can each day. Right. And Absolutely. like you said on my podcast, like just 
do something and you will feel different. It will shift, right? So even yeah. in the darkest of times, just do something and, and things will shift. Cool. Thank you so much for joining us today on Outcomes the Sun. Uh, you can listen to our podcast on Spotify, on Apple, and on YouTube. And you can donate to the Mariel Hemingway Foundation at themarielhemingwayfoundation.org. And I want to spell Hemingway for you, H-E-M-I-N-G-W-A-Y.org. I only say that because a lot of people put two M's and that just won't work. Um, also on, if you're watching on YouTube, you can go to the donate button at the bottom and it will take you right to a link with a QR code. And, uh, if you go to marielhemingway.org, you can also press the donate button and be able to donate to the foundation, which is designed to help guide people towards finding the right solutions for their mental health issues. Um, that is my goal. I'm just trying to raise money so I can come up with an app and a website that has all the information you could possibly want to know about mental health and where to go. But we are in the process of making that happen. And your donation means so much to us. So thank you so much. And we'll see you next week. It's NFL draft season. And that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.